You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and brought to you by the BRB Studios, this is Have You Heard with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm. Our show that brings up random news and crazy events along with a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about the things that crazy people donate to Goodwill in Florida? Or that you can now poo in peace no matter where you are? How about the hunter that took a goose to the face? Or that you can learn how to buy an ounce of cocaine from your teachers now? We cover this and a whole lot more. Here is episode 34 from the Big Red Band. So here we are, man. Episode 34. H-Y-H. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Here we are. Two-man van tonight. It's me and you. You watched the Super Bowl, right? Oh. Was more America watching or not watching? Well, the ratings were down. Okay. A little bit. But I think that was everything to do with the halftime show. It was down because of the <laughs> halftime kidding. show? <laughs> kidding. Jokes. I keyed. I keyed. Yeah, it wasn't as good as last year, though. Yeah, think. there were a lot of people bitching about the Prince thing. Yeah. I a lot of like true prince people were yeah i mean it almost was just offended like, like are you is that is that what you're doing like because i did think i was like this kind of looks like shit like it looked it, like a bedroom sheet yeah just a giant sheet oversized and, let's, sheet. and let's throw a movie screen on it like they could have invested in a better hologram let's just be real here if they yeah. can bring back tupac they can bring back <laughs> prince just fine true so no cameos by anybody that was also the shocker yeah i was i was I was really ex- expecting an in sync reunion, like a bye 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 yeah. for like twenty seconds, and then they all scatter back off again. And then, but I mean, they could have thrown Missy Elliott or something in there. I know, right? You know, that was the, that was the best. <laughs> that was seriously the best. <laughs> whatever the hell that is. It's it's uh, uh, she says, put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it, mm-hmm. and then says it backwards. That exact just sentence in reverse is that's all what, it is. That's what Tech Nine does. Yeah. Tech Nine raps lyrics backwards and makes them rhyme. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. I've n- I've never paid attention to that. Yeah. Uh, I'll play a song for you during one of our breaks. Okay. It's got to be all right. so. So there's a football game that happened too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you you liked uh, the Eagles? Oh yeah. Just because uh, Vol for Life over here mm-hmm. and Derek Barnett. Uh, he. Is him, it? him being in the game set the Vols for all time. Most people sent to the Super Bowl from a university. From a university, yeah. so that was pretty cool. That the Vols hold that title now, mm-hmm. um, and it's cool that it was you know somebody like Derek. Oh Barnett, yeah, who's the the man? He's a badass in college. Yeah, um, broke Reggie White's sack record in college at Tennessee. Yep. For those people that didn't know, yeah, and then went on to play for the Eagles, who Reggie White played. Uh, he for. beat it by like three, right? Pretty cool. He uh, he beat it two, and then ended think. up getting like one or two more that game. He had like thirty eight. I think he ended his career with thirty eight sacks, yeah, and the so. record was like thirty six. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so he plays for the Eagles. So you know what? Because I, I have like zero ties to either team, could care less about either team. Hardly an NFL fan, right? But I do get down. But you're so, just here to win. I'm just so. here to win. Right. So, but simply because uh, of Derek Barnett, I was I was rooting for him. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I'll go on record. I wanted Tom Brady to win. <laughs> you know, I don't care. I like him. I think he's he's great. I said something to you before about 
how it's like illegal around here. <laughs> I was talking to my brother-in-law about the same thing. You know, it's like you a, can't like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You raise your kids that way, yeah. there's going to be issues. <laughs> so it's just can't do it. But uh, anyway, you ready to jump in? Oh man, I'm locked, locked and loaded. Lo- <laughs> I was going to say the same. So all right. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoy it. Everybody, have you heard? What a uh, person in Florida thought would be an okay thing to donate to uh, Goodwill. We love Florida news. Uh, Florida's the best. And the things you can get in Florida apparently are great, too. So authorities uh, said that a grenade launcher... Whoa. I, I love this already. ...loaded with a live grenade. So armed, <laughs> armed and ready... Was left um, out back at one of the uh, Florida Goodwill stores. Whoa. Okay. The employees at that Goodwill um, reported, or I'm sorry. Just is sitting out back? Well, yeah, it was anonymously donated. <coughs> it was not, they don't know who dropped it off. So anyway, uh, one store gets it, like just in a big pile of junk that somebody dropped off. And they... It just got sorted with a bunch of other crap and then was being distributed to other stores. They didn't even put it on the shelves because sometimes I guess that's the case. Like one store gets a lot, so it all that stuff gets boxed up and sent to a store that needs stuff. So it's in a box, basically. Okay, I was going to say, who who gets a grenade launcher and they're like, oh, we don't need this. We'll just set it in the back. It was left in a pile. Somebody opened the box, sorted things out. Like somebody put hands on it. Wow. And then they shipped it to another store. The news, the second store that actually gets a hold of it, somebody realizes what the thing is, and that's when they call the authorities, and they're like, um, pretty sure that this is a grenade launcher. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to, to miss out on that, you know that. Um, but yeah, so the uh, cops came and got it, uh, of course seized it, disarmed it, and did all that sort of stuff, and uh, they don't have any kind of surveillance leads? Don't know who dropped it off. Just wow. total total stranger that's crazy that isn't it a grenade launcher grenade launcher i you mean know, grenade launchers aren't a big fancy thing but what's going to lead somebody to just drop it off at goodwill though i mean they just have like a change of heart <laughs> you know it was like they got it confused with one of those like gun drop off places yeah where you can turn, turn in your illegal guns yeah Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe they just found it and they didn't know what to do with it, so they took it to Goodwill. <laughs> I'm just like trying to picture because it didn't describe what kind of grenade launcher it was. But, but does I, it matter? Oh, I don't know. Because I, I mean, also, it's not can, like a water grenade launcher, is it? No, 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 it's not no. like that. The, the, the <laughs> to the story, but like, no, I mean, um, I'm trying to think what normal person, even a volunteer at the Goodwill, would not be able to would not be able to. Dis- determine that this is a weapon <laughs> that got put in this box. Yeah, you know, like I guess that's true. Because like even the kinds that they I'm like, picturing one from like you know a video game. Well, you know? I'm I'm thinking that maybe it was like a grenade launcher attachment or something for like a two two three rifle. Sure, we just th- stick it. on Yeah, the it's like an attachment because they're pretty small. Like that's not a big clunky thing, but still, still launches grenades. <laughs> out of it that's crazy and the cops had to come disarm it yeah cops came and got it they have no leads they don't know who dropped it off because there's not like cameras i guess at their drop-off place to determine who um so yeah florida everybody have you heard 
So last fall sometime, I believe it was like episode 18 or so, you told us an amazing story. Do you remember the story you told us about uh, the guy that broke into somebody's barn? Wait, oh, are you talking about the um, the dude banging animals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's broken into the barn with the hopes of getting freaky with the horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And, then, and then the horse kicked him and broke his thigh. <laughs> Reared back and donkey kicked him, shattering his leg, his femur, and mm-hmm. you know, something else is what we remember. Causing him to, like, having to give up a secret. He's in there screaming, yeah. right? <laughs> Crawl, army crawling, trying to get out no, of it. No, we're, we need to include allegedly in all of that because from his end of the story, he got hit by a car right. and crawled his way to the barn, and he was just trying to get help. Yep. Not not trying to bang the horse. You've got a great memory. I'm, you know, just want to clarify, you need to include the allegedly in there. So, but you ended that story... By telling us that he already had a personal ban on entering barns <laughs> yeah. in his town. Yeah. Okay. Judge said he needs to stay out of barns. <laughs> well, a barn ban, if you will. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I stumbled across this, the story of 80-year-old John Kerno, who admittedly says, quote, I have a weakness with animals. Oh, gross. Susan Howey, <laughs> owner of gross. the farm in question, testified to a court that she saw John twice. With his pants down, around his ankles, and doing what she called, quote, courting her cows. Courting? In the he's, open field. He's rubbing on it like good Bessie. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe courting means something different over the pond, right? But kind of like Alex was explaining the lingo for pants and other things in UK. Yeah. Because if you're inserting your arm up to the shoulder into the back end of a cow... If that's courting, then I guess I'm living in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, no. Shoulder deep in the cow's ass, he performs what is called, quote, a solo sex act before realizing someone has caught him this time. Okay? Oh, my God. He pulls his trousers up and tries to run into the barn, only to trip over his own feet and his boxers and stuff on the way. Okay. 80-year-old man. Keep this in oh mind. Oh, my God. Okay. It was the same, quote, it was the same field as before. This time, he had his whole hand in the cow. <laughs> Miss Howie he told us, tell him police. We gave nobody permission to touch or interfere with our cows. Might seem funny to you, but they are all family. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, he was arrested and bail was so set. So, she means, like, that's, like, somebody fucking your dog. Yep. Or, yeah, yeah like, like, how, like, what, you don't do that. Family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess you could equate it with someone just but, banging I mean, your dog. But I meant, like, that's what she's saying, mm-hmm. right? Like, like our cows are like our family, and this dude was doing this We to just were going out to milk them, and we see this dude shoulder deep in the cow, <laughs> oh and his God. shirt moving. Oh it was God. insane. So he was arrested and bail was set. Uh, the main condition on his bail was that he would be permanently banned from all farms that contain animals. <laughs> but they a, let this man out. He has a weakness for animals. <laughs> they let these people back out. And they lock, uh, they lock up people for smoking pot and they let that dude out of jail. Oh, man. Well, he he's also 80. Like. How many how many more cows he got in him? Everybody have you heard? Uh about Tinder being in a little bit of legal trouble? No. Tinder news. Yeah. So been a while since we've had Tinder news. We don't think we've ever had Tinder news on No. Here. Um I just thought this was really interesting. So 
the second district court of appeals in Los Angeles, um, they ruled that Tinder has been violating the state's civil rights laws by charging people that are older than 30 more than their younger users. Okay. Go on. So, um, Tinder Plus is what it's called, the app's premium service. I have no idea what it does. I've honestly never even seen <laughs> the app Tinder. Same. Um, but all I know is it's you swipe left and you swipe right. Yeah, that is literally like, all like, I know. Like, left is bad, right is good. Somehow yeah. or another, you get together with that person. Or yeah. Or, I don't know. I, I, it's... I think it's like exclusively a hookup thing. It shows how old and not involved in this we are. Yeah. Um, state law bars any arbitrary age-based price discrimination. Okay. So, um, again, we're talking about California here who has... These ageists. They just have a law for everything in California. Yes, they do. Um, but Tinder's basic product is free, um, but customers younger than 30... Um, can pay as little as nine ninety nine a month to upgrade to their premium dating service, but any users older than thirty have to pay nineteen ninety nine for the exact same service. Whoa! Simply because of your age, because you're more likely to use it. Tinder. They argued that its market research justified the price difference. The research that they tried to use as their defense was that they found that younger users were on tighter budgets. And that they wouldn't pony up the money for Tinder Plus if it were too expensive. But their older users uh, were less budget constrained in their market research and had no problem paying for the nineteen ninety nine. Well, I mean, I guess if you take just a group of average thirty year olds versus a group of average twenty year olds, but <laughs> the appeals court thirty year olds are going to have more money. They had they had, they were like, no, that's because no matter what Tinder's market research may have shown about the younger users. Um, and their relative income and willingness to pay for service, like, as a group, compared to the older court, some might not fit the mold. So, technically, because not all younger people would not want to buy it if it were nine ninety nine, and not all older people have an expendable income that would just easily pay for it. For sure. But, <laughs> either way, the point is, they're trying to just price gouge the older people that are, like, I guess, the older single people that are more desperate you know, to yeah. to find a date. Harder for them to find a date. They're out of college. They're out of high school, you know. They're, you know. they're not in any social circles like that. I mean, hell, they go to Denny's to meet chicks. <laughs> like, we're going to go to the bar at Applebee's. Dude, you, you were talking about how naive we are to this. Malcolm not being here, maybe he could speak he better. He probably could have told to, us something. To, to some of it, but I, I, don't even, I wouldn't even know where I would start to try to have to meet somebody. Oh, I, like I forgot what that's even about. Like that movie. Um, oh God, what is it called? Um, Hall Hall Pass. Is that what oh, it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. The, the wives give their husbands. Where are you going with this? A, a, like the the freebie. Yeah, and like they just can't. Yeah, couldn't do it. They're like, let's go to Applebee's. <laughs> they think they're like the hot shit, and mm-hmm. they're not. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very very good analogy for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, oh, you think? Go, go ahead and try. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, just there'd be no way but back to the tinder thing but but a, a lower court had sided with tinder in the first place but the appeals court of course overturned it um saying that there was no strong public policy that justifies the alleged discriminatory pricing between people of different ages yeah they are just dumbasses for saying that that's their reason oh yeah it's they, their age come you on can't do that in america yeah you know <laughs> um 
But, you know, like what they are also like brought up in this case was, you know, with this type of pricing, if you applied it a little too broadly, the same reasoning could be used to justify the price at like grocery stores or gas stations as well. Correct. Like, it sets a precedent. You know, and, you know, that's what the appeals court said the reason they overturned it. Mm-hmm. Because if this product can be changed price by age, then what else? And so then they also came back and said, well, there's already stuff that's like that. Like senior citizens get discounts, you know, and stuff like that. And, of course, that's a totally different reason, you know. this It's just people are crazy. Just greedy. Um, Tinder doesn't have any way of making money other than that. Oh, yeah. But this this story doesn't come without its king douchebag in this whole thing. Perfect. So Rava... Um, Oh, God, what's his last name? I forgot. I don't think Vlad- I wrote it down. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, the attorney representing the plaintiff that brought up the original case, um, he himself has separately filed over 150 other disc- uh, sex discrimination lawsuits in Los Angeles um, on behalf of men claiming gender discrimination, including taking on clubs um, for ladies' night, Saying, like, letting ladies in for free is uh, sex discrimination. Oh, my goodness. Um, Mother's Day promotions at baseball games. Saying that that is sexist because that discriminates against men. <laughs> like, so, the guy that, you know, although I may agree with the uh, people should all pay the same price. The dude that was doing all this is quite the uh, money chaser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of an attorney. <laughs> But uh, anyways, yeah. So, Tinder should very soon cost only nine ninety nine for everyone. What a bitch! Everybody, have you heard? So, everyone within the range of the sound of my voice has undoubtedly been in a situation where you really, really had to poop. Oh, oh, oh. but but you weren't in a place that offered you much privacy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> this is a different. Not just you had to poop. Yeah, okay, okay. So, I mean, think about certain places where people school. are right outside the door. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like so, when, it, high school's the worst. If you're in high school and you got to destroy the toilet and you're just in there and there's a dozen other people in there, like, that ain't good. No, you got to wear it out. Like, grab a hold of something and yeah. give it hell. <laughs> so, you you held it because you didn't want people outside to hear you and, like, all your Taco Bell gut-busting glory, right? <laughs> so... Those that have been down this the this road a time or two know the old tricks of the trade. Flush simultaneously <laughs> with the push, you know, fake cough really loudly, or the go-to, which is just turn on the faucet, Yeah, right? Even yeah. you're in there. But that wastes a bunch of water. It's just not eco-friendly. Of course. So, developers in Japan... Uh-oh, technology! Shout out to our Japanese <laughs> listeners. Have already been using a device mounted on the walls of bathrooms that has a button you can press to mask the sound of your peeing. So, the breakthrough in the concept of the toilet sound generator. What? Enter the sound decorator. Designed by Japanese homeware brand, it's called Lixil, L-I-X-I-L. It may be pronounced different, but which, uh, rather than trying to mask or cover up the toilet noises, it generates a pattern of sounds that makes the original sound just less audible altogether just kind of like 
certain sound waves that cancel out those sound waves. Yeah, but it's it's kind of cool. Um, to achieve this, they created a sound with similar wavelength to that of urination, and by using what is known as auditory masking, they found that they could neutralize the weaker wavelengths and cancel out the unwanted noise. How incredible. So, the, What's incredible is that somebody went into research, like somebody was like, people would really want this and went into like research and development of how to create this thing. And went to sound wavelengths yeah. to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Unreal how this stuff works. But when activated, it plays a calm and peaceful forest scene with a babbling brook and birds chirping. Of course it um, is. And they like went directly to nature to get these sounds. Like they went up on a mountaintop and like got all these sounds for this thing. So there are two versions available. One with a motion sensor, kind of like those... Uh, paper towel things that you, yeah. that piss you off when you wave your hand in front just of it. Just give me another towel. I, I need a bigger, that's a dish rag. <laughs> um, so you wave your hand close to one and the other one's auto as soon as anyone like approaches the toilet. Just like the auto flusher. When just you auto get to the toilet, on. it just starts birds chirping and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the hand operated one sells for around 200 bucks and the automatic one for around $300. And U.S. American dollars. It's like 30,000 yen or something. Now I kind of want one. Um, they say the next step is finding out a way to mask the sounds of like really, really explosive episodes. <laughs> explosive. <laughs> so uh! <laughs> these things went on sale last week on the 1st of February. Okay. So for now, they are only available in Japan. So we're going to need some of our listeners in Tokyo to give us some insight <laughs> on how this... Who's got is, one? Who's got one? How's this work? Tell me what you got. Where's your shit at? I've got a turtle head poking out. <laughs> is it time for us to take a break? Uh, Yeah, we'll be right back. Hey, Big Red Band listeners. I'm Levi Johnson, brother of Hayden Johnson, who I believe you're listening to right this very second. And I have a podcast about sandwiches with my good friend... Walt Braley, and I will be filling in as interim host while Joe Blackstock is off traveling through time. Yeah, Joe has gone back in time to find the first sandwich, so you can hear about those escapades in the upcoming episodes of SandwichCast. So listen to us, you can find us on iTunes, and you can follow us on Instagram at at SandwichCastPod. SandwichCast. SandwichCast. It's in your mouth. Everybody, have you heard? Uh, so speaking of cool technology... Love it. Um... This um this device was invented by Jin Rekimoto. Rikimoto? Riki. I like Re- that. Reki. Domo uh, arigato. He's the, de- the deputy director of Sony Computer Riki Science. Moto. <laughs> he's the deputy director of Sony Computer Science Laboratories Incorporated. So, which is, of course, owned by Sony. Right. Um, the device is called the Chameleon Mask, um, and it was recently released at the uh, MIT Technology Reviews of Emergency Tech Conference in Singapore. It, everything has so many names in this. But it's being touted as the human Uber. Okay. Okay. So, this device allows you to pay a surrogate to be, quote-unquote, you. So, basically, they wear... It's effectively, it looks like a motorcycle helmet. This surrogate, that is. So I'm going to be the person that would wear this device, who is the surrogate, you. Um, It's a motorcycle-looking helmet um, with a tablet on the front of it. So where the flip-down mask would go, there's a tablet there 
facing outward. And right next to that tablet is a camera and then a little small speaker. And basically the way it works is it's a Skype device that your face is on. And no way. And this surrogate can go around and do whatever you need them to do that day as far as your chores go. And you just watch them on a webcam and sit there behind a microphone. And give them instructions. You can't be serious. Very serious. Is this fake news? No. So this kind of technology already existed. Like, people use it, not normal people, I would say. Like, um, But people, like, it's used in certain settings, but with a robot. Like a little thing on a tower sitting there and just Skyping and sure. people communicating and maybe that device can move around. Totally get that. But what this does is this really like frees up the mobility of that thing. So the idea... By giving it all the characteristics of a human. <laughs> <laughs> no, just make it, it being... So, you know, think about it. They call it the human Uber. So what do you need? You know, you need a ride somewhere, right? So you pull up your Uber app and you say, I need to get to wherever, Okay. And then it's like, bling, here's your driver. So am I hearing you right that, like, I put on a helmet and it has a tablet on the outside and that's, like, see-through or whatever? Mm-hmm. And you've got a camera and you're telling me what to do all day? Mm-hmm. That That's what you said? Yeah. Okay, so I follow. Yeah, yeah, And so... Wow. Same concept is what they're hoping to be able to do with this is I pull out an app and I say, I need to go... You know, I'm sure there's going to be other things involved with this to make this complicated and they'd have to work out. But say, I need to go to the bank, okay? I, or, or let's make it simpler. I need to go to the grocery store and pick up a few things. Right. Let me go ahead and hit my human Uber. Beep, 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 bing. And dude pops up. Oh, there's a guy that's near the grocery store right now. And then the guy near the grocery store is like, oh, yeah, I'll go get your groceries. And then he can put on his thing and you can walk him through the grocery store step by step, picking out all the things you want to pick out. He goes and checks out and brings it to you. How much does this cost? Oh, I don't, they didn't have cost yet. This is Damn all it. still, still, it's not like for sale yet. But, uh, but basically it's emerging technology of what they're trying to do. Cause think about it. Like, like I said, they're already existed with robots that could move around and do all these things and Skype cause Skype's not new. You know, of course, we have wireless right. Skype. Of course. And the way it would work is you would just be holding your phone or sitting in front of a computer that has a, a camera on you. Yep. Yeah. And you're essentially talking to that person, but they are you. So you can literally go carry on a conversation with somebody, and they see your face, and you see them, and your voice is talking to them. Wow. Just like Skype, but you're on the body of a, a surrogate, as they call it. But, like... I wonder if it, if this ever came to fruition... Think about the things that people would be sending other people to do. Oh, I know. You know? There ha- there, there's there's no way to- it would work like that where it's like, oh, I need an Uber. Oh, I'm close. I'll take it. You know? Yeah. Just send them some crazy stuff. I can see some people being sent <laughs> There'll to have to be like serial killer situations. Insane regulations to like or rules of like, we can't do that. We can't do this. You know? Yeah. There has to be like. Um, We're not kidnapping anybody. Um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but like you know, they're they're more so thinking like you can go to meetings, um, just like how they do already with Skype. But you can like sit sit in the room with everyone. Actually, <laughs> you know, like you're not going to be on a computer screen. You you could have a person there sitting there as you, which I think is a little weird. That but, is so weird. But um, with a motorcycle helmet on. But like this guy's just sitting here with this motorcycle <laughs> helmet on. Like what the hell's up with the guy in the, under the helmet? 
<laughs> I know. That's, <laughs> you that's, know? They have a picture of the guy wearing it. And just, just sitting there with his hands <laughs> in his lap. I can, I can picture right now the guy in the helmet sitting in a board meeting for a CEO <laughs> that couldn't make it, you know? <laughs> and then him starting to throw in some hand motions with whatever the CEO is saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That would be too much. You know what I mean? Like the, this this kind of thing. No wonder it's in the development stages. They've got to get the real world practicalities worked out. I mean, one of the things they were talking about, which I thought was kind of neat, is it allows, like, for example, a surgery. Okay, so say there's a expert that's in Washington that needs to help with a surgery in Florida, obviously can't fly in immediately, and they're calling him for help. He can then send a surrogate into the into the in there and that person can be very mobile and move around and get different angles immediately instead of having to have a camera on a device that i don't know they were just talking about like different applications where they could use it and like not necessarily like as public use but as like where like someone is far away that needs to be able to send somebody oh well let's be real if it's to the point where we're reading about it now <laughs> then the military's been using this kind of thing for a long time oh god yeah you know there's <laughs> there's no way that it's new to them so oh, that's one way to keep your agents safe right yeah <laughs> send a dummy <laughs> that don't know what they're doing pay them a lot of money exactly everybody have you heard so you've i'm sure heard about the all of the some of the lessons that uh, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts learn, right? You were a Boy Scout? Of course. So um, they have pretty good business acumen, apparently. So do you know what the first the first three rules of um, real estate are? Uh, location, location, location? That is it, my friend. And apparently... <laughs> I'm glad I, I knew that one. <laughs> you are never too young to realize this fact. So where do you normally see Girl Scouts posting up and selling their cookies? Name, name a couple places. Grocery store, maybe in front of a gas station. Okay. Do those places make sense at in terms... Mall, at a mall. I do think they make sense place. in terms of her optimal target market? A gas station. A maybe a gas station, just because people store. might already be going in to get some snacks, you know? And they'd be like, ooh, Samoas. So think about them being set up outside a marijuana dispensary. <laughs> Genius. That seemed like it makes a little more sense. Slay them, little girls. So, with the permission of the store owner of a place called Urban Leaf, a young San Diego girl set up shop right outside the front door. <laughs> and it was her idea. Really? Yes. It wasn't her parents' idea. Mm, it was she her knows. idea. She knows. <clears throat> she got the idea after all the buzz was made after the California legalizing recreational use of marijuana recently. She got the, how do we capitalize on this buzz? Well, she being a younger girl, I'm sure that she hears the whole munchies thing. Pe- potheads Probably. eat a lot of junk food. Potheads eat cookies. You yeah. know, I'm sure she's heard, heard that once or twice mm-hmm. in the, all the talk that's going on about that. So the management of the store... Uh, cleverly encouraged people who bought a strain of that they had that was named after a Girl Scout cookie to stop outside and get the matching snack to go with it. <laughs> so, I mean, these girls how, were how could you it. say no at that point? Officially, the Girl Scouts organization are pretty pissed about it. Oh, <laughs> they don't like the uh, poor sport uh, publicity this way. And apparently, this has happened over a few times uh, since the legislation and in other states too. That so is that like law. so is that like I know it's not the same, but it's like hanging out outside the rehab center with like a a sign that says like free vodka or something like that. Like, I don't know. think it's like that. 
That's why I said it's not the same. No. But it's like it's like you know you're going to get some hits if you go here and do this. Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean, like Girl Scout cookies are. I guess they're like crack. Like $2 pints of vodka, <laughs> you know. They're kind of like crack. So they're all over the damn place. Oh, Girl yeah. Scouts. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Everywhere. You can't escape. So the opening of these dispensaries has been a huge debate, but you can't argue with the people who are simply playing the hand that they're dealt, like these Girl Scouts. <laughs> I got to sell these cookies. That's where I'm going. Everybody, have you heard? Uh, about a high school teacher that had to apologize for making references to drugs in his word problems. No, tell me about this. So, um, and he just had to apologize. Yeah, he didn't. Well, I mean, if you got tenure, I mean, like it takes a, it takes a lot to get you fired if you have tenure. Okay, like you got to be touching a kid, <laughs> pretty much, or just right. gross negligence. Like, um, but anyways, so. The lesson that uh, this teacher at Roxana Senior High School in Illinois um, was not quite typical. Um, so the teacher asked the students how high they would be three hours after using cocaine and how much they would owe a dealer for a $1,000 payment at 25% a day. <laughs> you take drugs, in- Danny? Every day. Good. <laughs> so I, apparently the first question was, Basically, if your body metabolizes something like 300 milligrams of cocaine an hour, I don't, I'm just making up numbers here, and you took X amount of cocaine, how high would you be after three hours? Wow. That was one of them. And then the other one was, if you bought drugs from your drug dealer uh, for $1,000 and paid a 25% a day interest on it for a year, how much money would you owe your dealer? What? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's the bad one yeah i mean the how high would you be i guess is kind of bad but talking about a dealer oh i know right that is crazy so of course teachers and students were shocked um but one of the parents of course is the one that made this a story of course because that's how these things go of course but christy scott who was one of the parents she saw a photo of the assignment that was sent to her from her son um which the she then sent to the local news and basically her reaction to her son was like that's a school math problem her she was quoted saying we don't need to be teaching children how long it takes to filter cocaine through their bodies for starters that's a little ridiculous and we should be preventing this and not teaching them how to get rid of it wow (laughs) that's very true but of course the school's public um, statement was that student welfare is of course always their number one priority unfortunately unacceptable examples were used in a high school math class causing some parents and students distress the district does view uh the use of these classroom examples as a demonstration of poor judgment so the teacher apologized um they actually had kept him anonymous like the 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 school did not want to make it public on which teacher but of course that didn't happen the uh of the news got a hold of his name and and like made a big scene out of it but still has his job because like i said tenure is a is is a pretty strong thing if you get it that's a pretty big lapse of judgment right there <laughs> i know right writing those questions i mean it's <laughs> <laughs> like and of course the the students you know a lot of the students were like he was just trying to relate to us in some funny way that would get our attention which is true, I'm sure. Like, not, nothing would make a kid in class be like, what's this question? Like, asking a question like that. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, how hip is my teacher? Or crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Gentlemen, what brings me to my next point? Don't smoke crack. Everybody, have you heard? I got worms. <laughs> that was the other week. <laughs> I got worms. That was last week. <laughs> Ever been to the Dominican Republic, Hayden? No. No. Good cocaine, though. I'm from, uh, I'm pure, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> from pictures I've seen and what I've been told, it's pretty damn beautiful. Oh, yeah. Crazy nice beaches, no, awesome there's, resorts. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of nice, some friends of ours back in the day went to, uh, like, a honeymoon there, and it was like, you like should have seen. Punta Cana you should have like You should have seen the pictures. So, however, a Canadian couple got a whole lot more than they wanted after a nice stroll along the beach holding hands. You've walked down the beach with your wife holding hands, I'm sure. Of course. So, barefoot or with shoes? Well, barefoot, of course. Of course. Of course, right? (laughs) Of course, you say. So, they noticed their feet had become really itchy and irritated, causing some pain, and they were having to constantly scratch them. All right. At first, they just chalked it up to sand fleas. Have you ever heard of sand yep. fleas? Mm-hmm. So they had heard recently a lot about the issues with them on the island. So upon returning to Canada, the boyfriend noticed his feet had swollen around to double their size and had small bumps all over his toes. Noticed. <laughs> Dude, we're going to send out the pictures of it. Oh, no. It's gross. I mean, gross. <laughs> so And um, its feet. It took... Visits to three different doctors before one of them had seen conditions like this. And the guy says, from a patient who had recently been to Thailand. He told them they had contracted what are known as hookworms. Okay, I've heard of hookworms before. That's So they're parasites that can penetrate your skin, but they live in your small intestine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did we not talk about this a long time ago? About, like, there was a Stuff You Should Know episode about what makes the South. Or, like, the stereotype of people from the South are stupid. You know, like, where, where that comes from. Because hookworms, when they get in your body, they actually can, like, restrict first certain mental capacities. Like, because you become so malnourished in certain things that you actually be- become dumber. And that's actually where the stereotype of people from the South being dumb came from. Because the South, being the, the more... Um, like closer to tropical environment, the hookworms are everywhere, and we also shit in outhouses, and so they just got everywhere. And people were barefoot, and they would get on your feet, like you're talking about, get in your body, and transfer to the next person because they just poop in an outhouse, and then somebody else walks through it, and then and just make you dumb, and they make you stupid. They literally restrict your mental capacities, and so that's where the uh, stereotype of people from the South being dumb stupid rednecks or and lazy because that's the other thing it makes you very very lethargic um, lethargic Hmm. and so the dumb lazy southerner stereotype came from because everybody in the south had hookworms like 70 percent of people before they discovered that that was what the issue was is that not crazy did not know that well continue with your story but yeah well the doctor believes that they came from their stroll on the beach that day Mm -hmm. just walking around barefoot quote i have dozens of worms in my feet one of them told reporters and again we'll send the picture it's pretty sick oh no now how it was handled was quite bizarre and they both are in so much pain that they have to use crutches to walk there's this drug that remedies this and it's called invermectin um, but apparently, you have to have a very, very severe case of this in Canada before doctors will give it to you. Then so they told him that it wasn't bad enough. Go home. Come back when it's worse, and then we'll give you the medicine for it. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Can you imagine being sent home from a doctor in the United States because it's not bad enough? 
I won't treat you. Like, are you kidding me? Maybe that's why everyone in Canada has free health care, because that's the free health care that you get. You're fine. Go home. Turn them away. You're going to look at these these pictures, and you're going to be like, they turned them away? Now, are these... Maybe free the health care isn't so good. Is that at the point where they turned them away, or at the end when it was bad and they did treat them? Are no, they didn't get the medicine until their mom drove over the border to come to Detroit and bought it from a pharmacy in Detroit. Oh, snap. So, and then brought it back over the border because they wouldn't give it to them in Canada. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Within two days of taking the medication, they both saw extreme improvement on the outsides of their feet, but they're still using crutches to walk. And apparently they have to take it for a long time. Oh, my God. So they were both taken back by the fact that so many doctors in Canada are so unfamiliar with this problem. So well, funny yeah. how you had such a... <laughs> Tropical problems don't typically become an issue in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> they don't typically have tropical hookworm problems in Canada. <laughs> um, they stated that they wanted to share their story, especially pictures, in order to raise awareness both to travelers and to doctors. Because they obviously, like you said, didn't get it in Canada. Mm-hmm. They got it in the Dominican, so in tropical place. One of them said, quote, we'd never heard of having to wear shoes on the beach, but we never thought something like this could happen. And I never think I about either. wearing shoes on the beach either. I would not either. And- I guess that's just, you know... The Dominican Republic and in you know, that area is, is a, although they have very, very nice tourist areas, they also, of course, have lots of areas that are very, very poor and issues like sanitation and all that sort of stuff. And so at a place like that, it might be right here is beautiful resort. But then right down here, it might be somebody's sewage line mm-hmm. pouring out into the, the ocean. Right. You know, and it just so happens to be nearby this resort. And you're just getting whatever floats downstream or down the beach. So I get, I, I get it. The why that beach could be Nar City, yeah, but also be beautiful. Ugh, that's bad. We got to take a break. I'm going potty. You want to hold my dick? Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kitts. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us, and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show. We don't Google anything. Everything is all off the top. Off the, off the top of our head. So everything we answer is going to be completely first first impression, word association. So tune in to, the, to our episodes, and we appreciate it. See you guys there. Thank you. Everybody, have you heard? About the uh, hunter that got hit in the face with a goose? I read the headline, but I didn't <laughs> read the story. Tell me about it. So, um... A hunter in Maryland, he wound up in the hospital after a uh, very recently, very recently shot goose fell out of the sky and landed on his face. What do you mean recently shot? You know, it was flying through the air. It got shot and then it fell out of the sky. Like so, he shot it? No, no, no. He was, he was with a group of people. Okay. I was about to say, that's some, that's some crazy shit. And you like <laughs> shoot it straight overhead of you and it... that, that would be just extra negligent dumb. If if you shot a, a goose, as in you had eyes on it and shot it, and then it just miraculously hit you in the face afterward, and you had no idea it was coming at you, <laughs> that'd be just, you deserve to get hit by that goose in the face. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. 
the falling bird, it knocked 51-year-old Robert Mellahammer unconscious. So it straight knocked, knocked it. him out. Oh, yeah, dude. Put his ass to sleep. It, it put his ass to sleep. So he had been out hunting geese with uh, three friends in the uh, Miles River area in Easton, Maryland. It was about five o'clock in the afternoon, and one of the people in his group aimed up and shot a goose flying overhead. And it was Melhammer, but he was pretty seriously injured in the incident. Like I said, he got knocked unconscious and uh, was actually being treated for head trauma. Wow. Because of this goose. And it was one of his buddies that shot it. Yeah, yeah. So, like... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, like, you know... You're, that is so crazy. You're and out bad there, luck. Out there along the river, you're all in your, like, in your blinds or however you're hunting these geese, and one of them goes flying over, somebody shoots it, and then you're like, where'd it go? And then, wham! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> that, whenever I read this story, it reminded me of that time when Fabio was, like, at Six Flags. Do you remember this? No. Oh, my God. You don't remember this? Fabio, you know Fabio. I know who he is. Is riding a roller coaster at Six Flags and got hit with a duck. Oh my god. In the face. Oh. It exploded on his face. <laughs> it's real. Like I I need to find the picture of it of like Surely it can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. It's awesome. And you need to look up the picture. Like he's like got goose or duck guts all over his chest like what? this good. <laughs> Dude, it was, I need to this see was this. probably late 90s when this happened, early 2000s, but I just remember seeing that in the news when I was a kid and just thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my whole life was Fabio getting hit in the face with a duck. No way, man. It's, it's real, man. I remember seeing the pictures. I want to see it. And those birds do just explode. <laughs> Dude. But, oh, my God. I, they hit something speak. at high speed. They just this evaporate. Is, this <laughs> This sounds terrible, and I'm sorry I'm laughing, but I did recently hit a pigeon, and it, oh my god, I like I was just driving down the road, and it was just one of those things where it just swooped in, and there's there was no, you know, like, it wasn't like I, he was in the road, and I was like, I'm gonna get you, like, I was going, and he came out from the side, <laughs> and right into, like, where my headlights are, and dude, it just went, boom, <laughs> just evaporates them. <laughs> I mean, the, there was like four or five cars behind me, and I'm sure they were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it literally turned into like a 15-foot-wide cloud of pigeon feathers. Like, I, I felt so... That is awesome. I felt so bad, but I was just like, that was also so awesome at the same time. I could see the scene, though, just pow. It did, man. I didn't expect it. Like, I hit it. It was thud. And I was like, oh, I just hit that pigeon. Then when I look at my rear view, it's just like this giant cloud of feathers trailing behind me. And I was like, oh, man. Wow. I didn't even want to look at the bumper. <laughs> but, uh, but okay, so back to the geese. These birds, I mean, if you don't know how big a goose is, if you've never seen one before, they're about 10 to 15 pounds mm -hmm. of bird. So, I mean... Something that's 10 to 15 pounds falling at terminal velocity and hitting you in the face. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Is is pretty serious. Yeah. Like think about think about like a like a 10 pound dumbbell. What that feels like in your hand. Yeah. Imagine that being 40 yards in the air and then falling down and hitting you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it mean, probably break I mean, some even, bones even and knock it, some th teeth out. That's metal versus, you know, a goose, but still about that much momentum hitting you in the face would is just if you think of it that way it's like a lot but you said it did it knocked some of his teeth out too so that was another uh 
problem he had. That goose knocked his two front teeth out. Wow. Yeah. Did he really? It sure did. I wonder if it exploded feathers everywhere when it smacked him in the face. God, that would have been the best, like, Snapchat, whatever, Instagram story ever is, like, ever. Buddy in the blind with him, like, yeah, we're having a good time duck hunting and (laughs) exploded duck, goose, whatever the hell, waterfowl. Gander. (laughs) Oh, so... This story also linked me to another story that I just thought was all equally insane. So this other man who was, um, oh God, where was it? It was the uh, Oregon's Maury Mountains. So um, out west, he was hunting elk. Big he, game hunting. Yeah, and he and he got him a big bull elk, huge, like so big that he obviously could not move it himself. So he had to uh, tie it up to his four-wheeler to drag it out of the woods back to his truck. All right, so... Well, typically, when you drag a deer, you loop it around its head or antlers or whatever, and then pull it behind your four-wheeler. Right. So, antlers up front, ass towards the back is how you would picture this thing dragging behind the four-wheeler. So, this guy, he's going up a hill to get out of the woods, hits a bump, flips over said four-wheeler, falls backwards, lands on the head of the elk, impales himself no. on the antlers of the elk, and is trapped there. Luckily, he has a phone. So he is able to call for help, has to get air rescued out of the woods from being impaled by an elk. So, of course, the air paramedics had to come down, cut the horns off of this thing while they're still in him, and rush him to the emergency room. Doesn't kill him. He's okay. Wow. But fell backwards off his four-wheeler and was smashed into the elk's antlers and impaled him on it. That that happened in 2016. That is bad luck. That Talk about whenever you're thinking about scenarios, you know, I'm driving my car right now or I'm walking across this bridge. Do you ever, sure. you ever have those things like, what's the worst thing that could happen right now? Of course. Of like, course. Not in like an unhealthy way, but like a, just like, you kind of like, I need to be careful because this could happen. Yep. <laughs> That's how my head works. That like, talk about the worst possible thing that could have happened to you in that situation happening. Yeah. The only thing that could be worse if those antlers like went through his eyeballs or something like right. that, you know. But like, so he's just like stuck there. Yeah, impaled on an, the because this is we're talking about big ass elk here. Like his horns were like hold your arms out to the side and up. Like we're talking like that big big rack of antlers. And of course, like I think it said it was like a twelve twelve point elk. So six on, six on each one pointed up at you, and then you fall on it. Animal activists are like cheering for that elk right now oh no well, dude, he that's, got the last dude, laugh that is a very common way that hunters get either killed or severely injured because they're too impatient like so say you shoot said elk okay whether it be bow hunting typically it's bow hunters that are the ones that are too impatient because it takes a little while longer for them the animal to go down mm-hmm. versus you know high-powered rifle hunting but you know you'll think it's dead it'll be laying there for 30 minutes and you're like, okay, it's 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 good to go up on. But we're still talking about like a 400-pound huge monster with giant antlers. And it's happened a lot where they think uh, it's 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 done. And they go walking up to it, and then thing jumps up and mauls them to yeah, death. Yeah, gores them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. That's nuts. Everybody, have you heard? So, my last one. Think with me for a second about the experience of buying a suit. All you go through and what all measurements they take from you, more specifically. That's kind of what I'm going to talk about. The so. bottom of your dingus to your knees. <laughs> your busts. <laughs> your, your, the, your tits. You know, that was actually, uh, it had been a long time since I'd been measured for a suit. 
and uh, like they didn't like measure my inseam. It was weird. You know, you just get, eyeball you. I, no, I mean like it, you know you think like oh he's standard like dude like you know gets up on the inside of your leg and checks to see you know about how long. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. That's how that shit um, fits. But uh, no, didn't didn't do that. They just went from the uh, the hip. Like my hip bone on the outside to the floor. Well, you empty your wallet and the suit's yours. That's oh, kind of how it works, oh my God. right? It was expensive, I can tell you So that. these days you can enter these, you can enter your measurements online and the suit is in the mail. Yep. So, but your information is logged online with the company. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. So companies worldwide now are wanting to take these measurements to the next level and build a more perfect advertising model that caters more directly to people that takes the measurements into account along with other shopping and spending histories. So you're talking about like like rewards cards, like that kind of a thing, like a frequent shopper account, and they can just, that's what you... Well, they're trying to take their measurements and just put it into this pool of data to be able to more market specifically to these people, okay? Did did you say what company? It's like, okay, let's say Men's Warehouse. I I said many companies. Many companies are doing this. Oh, okay. Many companies are wanting to take the measurements and turn it into that to where it's just like a data database. Hmm. So, they ask about past jobs, pregnancies, past few, fat, past or present, those types of things. Like, your men's warehouse would say, so where all of you work, sir? Is that what you mean? Yes. <laughs> That's... In in a way. Not men's warehouse if, per se, I'm but these, these newer, edgier companies that are doing this. Okay? But these are companies that are shopping, where you're shopping from home online, and you're entering oh, these okay, things. Okay, okay, okay. I've seen those places where you can get a suit, and if it doesn't fit, you know, you ship it back and all that. And The stuff that they ask of you, some doctors that are critics of this place have said that if all the data was that they were collecting, if this was being done in a hospital, then it would be protected by HIPAA laws. But because it's being done online and in an app, it's not. Like the types of information they're getting from these yes. people? Yes, yes. That's, that's how, what I was saying. If that's I, how personal some of the information if, that they're getting is. If I was going and buying a mattress or anything else, and they were like, so yes, what is your work history like? Where all have you worked in the past? I'd go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening, buddy. Well, in today's environment of online shopping, like specifically fashion clothing retail, mm-hmm. that sector, uh, which we know well, the steps now involve sending clothes to your house already with your sizes in mind, and people are willingly giving up this extremely personal information. Oh, you're talking about like those like box places? I think I've seen those too where it's like uh, it's a subscription clothing. You ever heard of Stitch Fix? I think is that what it's called? That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, where they uh, it's like a box, and basically every month they send you a new outfit. Yes, it's it's sort of like that. Like so your I'll sizes get to, are all in there. And I'll get to how it works. You don't choose it; it just comes. So they use 85 model a model of 85 questions, or what they call data points. Things like height, weight, job, location, parts of the body you want to accentuate or hide. Like things, wow. crazy questions like, do you take risks? Algorithms take and sort all this data, which ends up in the lap of an actual human stylist that picks out the clothes. So they ship them to you. If you like them, you buy them. If you don't like them, you send them back. Hmm. Kicker of the site is that you cannot pick out your own clothes on the site. You can't go on there and say, I want this and this and this and this and this. You have to take what they give you because they want these users to trust the algorithm algorithms that they write to pick out things that will best suit them based on their personality and who they are. 
you seem like a punk rocker. Here's your Ramones t-shirt. Right now, man, there's over 2 million active clients, which brought in almost a billion dollars last year, which is 10 times what they made in 2014. Damn, a billion? A billion they dollars. They hit the B? So their sales apparently rivaled those of J.C. Penney's last year. Well, Penny's ain't doing good. When it comes to this market, okay, yeah. the market that they're selling to. So they launched a plus-size offering to women and immediately, like within day a day or two, had 75,000 women sign up. Wow. So they employ what they call data scientists, and they're just raking in the consumer information. So a little spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the chief algorithms officer is this guy named Eric Coulson, and he came from Netflix, where he, he was a data engineer. <laughs> of so, course he did. Uh, haters are taking up the issue, talking up the issue um, of if they ever got hacked and what it would mean to potentially lose all of that information to someone if the company were to get hacked and all your information were to be taken away. That'd be a pretty big deal, right? So they would essentially need to have security protocols a lot like a hospital. Well, they're, they stated in the article that they definitely have uh, an internal security team that makes sure to n- not put extremely personal information on there or identifiable information is what they said. Uh, like So they have all of those things, but in no way is it linked to a name or a social or a phone number or anything like that. Right. Apparently. But other people are warning, uh, other haters, I should say, are warning people not to go for it because they'll probably just end up selling this gold mine of data to someone somewhere. And then who knows where your information is. Then you're on a list. And then you're on a list. (laughs) And they know everything about you. Um, But think about all the companies that we've talked about on this show, man. We have done some reading. And we see a common theme of the value of saving people time. Subscriptions. Subscriptions. And the value of consumer data. Yep. Just going through the roof. It's it's insane, man. Like, the, these smartphones are crazy. Everything that they can do, everything that they can do for us, against us, mm-hmm. everything they can do for the people that we pay to use their services, what they're actually doing with that stuff, it's, it's crazy. Human Ubers. The human Uber thing blew my mind. That's... <laughs> 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 I mean, that's just laziness at its best. But, I mean, it's Skype on a human. <laughs> what do you got to do to be a, be the human in the human Uber? Well, what's it pay, you know? Does it pay $15 an hour to walk around a grocery store? It, well, it's got to be different per job, you know? Like, I, if you're going to go in, like I said, if you've got to go, I don't know, walk my dog and pick up his shit, that's different than... <laughs> what if it's like that? It's like a, a menu where it's like... You know, you taking go, your dog, menu. taking now your thinking. taking your dog for a walk is four ninety nine an hour, but or whatever you know, or you know, but scraping the toilets at you know mm-hmm. is is fifteen dollars an hour. It or would have to be know. a menu. It's a good idea. And then just certain things are restricted. Yeah, but from the way I took it, it was like you could just like second life with this person, essentially like spend an eight hour day where you're they're just going around doing all the stuff for you. You're just sitting at home, probably split screening it like Netflix over here. And surrogate over here running your chores for you. I think it would be pretty funny to mess with people with it. Like, oh, geez. Go yeah. so, go somewhere with your human Uber, and like you both go in the grocery store, and like you're, you're like a couple. You're like no, you're like around the corner. Oh, <laughs> and he's up there talking to someone, like getting into an argument with them, and then you just hang on. I'll be right there. And then you just come walking right up to the register and you start yelling at her in her face. Hold on. Yeah. You walk off the screen that's on the camera. Mm-hmm. 
and walk right up to her face. <laughs> we should make that in a BRV shorts. That should that'd be funny. Um, that was a good one, man. I think that's my list. You done? Um, you got me on that one. So well, we really appreciate you listening, and we're gonna catch you on the next one. <laughs>